This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 165, Seven Reasons to Watch Cobra Kai. Hello and welcome to session number 165 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a very long hiatus, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So there's this hype around this series on YouTube Red called Cobra Kai, and I easily got seven reasons to watch it. So I'm going to go over that in this session along with all of the other segments. But before I get into that, I want to invite you to join me live on Facebook on Monday, May 14th at 8am Pacific, 9am Central, 11am Eastern Standard Time. And I would love to see you there. If you have any questions, I would love to answer them. And if you catch the replay, that'd be great too. So I would like to invite you to that. Coming up in our Step to Success segment, Promises, Promises. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, Close Your Eyes. In our Freestyle Flow segment, May Day. And in our feature presentation, Seven Reasons to Watch Cobra Kai. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, this is Damien, dancer and choreographer from Germany, and you are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. So like the majority of this world, I am a huge fan of exceptional customer service. I really appreciate really great service. It makes me so happy. It can totally make my day. And on the flip side, I get very impatient with bad customer service. (laughs) And it's something I have to work on. Circumstances, sometimes you just can't prevent them. Things happen. Nobody's perfect, right? So I was thinking of this and I was thinking about this song called Promises, Promises by Naked Eyes from the 80s. Yes, it just came to mind as I was thinking about the whole concept of under promising, but over delivering. And then on the flip side, over promising and under delivering. Which one are you in your business? Which one are you with your projects and the people that you help? Because if you under deliver and over promise, then the trust factor can erode, it can slip. And then you don't have clients, and then you have to build that back up again. And it's always about mea culpa and asking for forgiveness. And then there's the other side, where you under promise, you have a great product or service, and you have the things that the deliverables that are standard, but you add another layer of surprise, another wow factor, and then you over deliver. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. Sometimes it's just the little things. But the fact that you under promised and over delivered, that makes a huge difference. And that has certainly been my experience with podcast websites who has my hosting and my podcast hosting on my site. And I've been very happy with them. And that's exactly what they did for me. They're a great example of the of under promising and over delivering not that they were not promising much they their packages were great when I uh, signed on. But then they added more and they continue to add more. And it's awesome. So 
I have linked them in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 165. If you are looking to start a podcast, I would recommend them, of course. I also have them on my resources page. So the whole thing is with your service offerings, with what you do, are you under-promising and over-delivering so that you continue to gain that trust and that camaraderie and that factor that helps you stand out because you keep your word? Or are you over-promising and under-delivering where, yeah, it sounds great, all this stuff sounds great that you're offering, but are you really going to pull through? So something not, not as a judgment, but something to consider in terms of your product offerings, your business, your projects, and take some time to think about that so that you can best represent who you are, who your business is, and continue to gain trust with your clients. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. The word for today in the dancer's dialect is proprioception. I did not know what that word was actually until this past year. And it has to do with balance and the way that your body feels as you're moving through space. There's an awareness and especially as dancers and any type of movement to be spatially aware. In one foot balances, your body can shake if uh, you your body's trying to figure out how to balance and that's not a bad thing and and you'll fall and which is fine but your body is employing this um, trying to find how it's going to balance in space so one of the recommended exercises that dance medicine and some other dance publications have recommended for dancers specifically is to close your eyes and stand on one foot for 30 seconds. So I did this today. I, I actually, my trainer, David Bagley, had me do this, not on one foot. He had me do a lot. Of, he, he has me do a lot of different things. But when I first started training with him, he had me stand in second on releve with my arms out with my eyes closed and turn my head each way and try to stand as still as I could. Now, at that time, I was, it was hard enough to just stand up in in releve without scurrying my feet and shifting so much. But that's part of the process, though, because your body is trying to figure out where to balance, where to stack. And everybody's body is different. There are limitations, there are imbalances. And so it's working with all of that. So this publicate dance medicine and then these other publications, um, I will link the article from dance medicine in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 165. So you stand stand on one leg with your eyes closed for 30 seconds. That's kind of the standard. So I did it. And one side was definitely stronger than the other side. And I was flat footed. I had my opposite leg in passe, parallel passe. And so I was able to but it took concentration like anything else. And I do find this that I do this in yoga class too, where I definitely take the time to close my eyes and see how things are feeling internally and spatially as we're going through the various postures. And then also it helps me to focus and, and be a little bit more internal, but proprioception, if you are balancing on one leg, whether it is an arabesque, or it's a, let me think of a pose in yoga where you're standing on one foot. We just did it today this morning. I don't know why it's leaving my head. <laughs> so anyway, your your leg is a uh, crane or something. No, no, crane is on, is a uh, balancing on your straight arm balance on your hands. Anyway. So 
your body will shift around and shake and your foot might be wobbly. That's okay. Your body's trying to figure it out. But this whole concept of proprioception and the whole awareness thing got me also thinking about being aware of not only your surroundings, being aware of how your body is feeling, being aware of your feelings, being sensitive and aware of your interaction with others. You can read sometimes if you're being offensive. <laughs> and I know that some, you know, obviously you're not trying to be offensive. Well, I don't know. Are you trying to be offensive? I, I certainly is not my goal to try to be offensive, but I'm sure in my life I've offended many people <laughs> so <laughs> without knowing it. But it's that whole awareness thing and trying to figure things out. And And I love that with any goal that you are going toward. It's you can stand back and observe and be aware without putting in the action, but until you actually put in the action and adjust just like how your body does with proprioception, you're not going to know and you're not going to know where you need to adjust. So I talk about this a lot. It's about the action and adjusting and being aware and all that stuff which is so applicable to dance and so applicable to life and business. So I I hope that you check this article out in the show notes. Very interesting and just a concept that I've started learning more about this past year as I've gotten more into yoga and just the whole kinesiology aspect of it and so it it's really helpful. So be aware and know that your body knows what to do and is, is your body is learning to balance and be aware. But try that test too. Try one leg for 30 seconds with your eyes closed, use a timer on your phone. That's what I did. Try it on different surfaces too, like on a carpet or on a wood floor or on linoleum and see how that changes. And you could also do it turned out. That's what I'm going to try to do too. And then go back to some of the exercises that my trainer had me do where I was in a wide second on releve with my arms in second and turning my head with my eyes closed. And then also in high fifth, and turning and it's it's a different sensation when you close off one of your senses. And that is really good training in itself anyway, for balance and for awareness. So I hope you check that out. And now anything goes with freestyle flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? May Day, as we are in the month of May at the time of this recording, also known as Lay Day in Hawaii. So on May 1st, there is a celebration of welcoming spring and celebrating union and workers' rights in Hawaii, and it's called May Day or Lay Day. And there is laymaking ceremonies and hula and cool traditions. And I have fond memories of this when I lived on Hawaii. I was reminded of this because a friend of mine from middle school and high school, we go way back, her daughter participated in the May Day celebration at her school and so I had this flood of memories come when I was living on Hawaii and participating in this and participating in the homecoming of actually this kind of didn't really have anything to do with it, but do with it. But <laughs> I was reminded of this because it was around that time when I was homecoming queen of the cheerleading football team, the cheerleading team football team. What am I saying? In I think it was fifth grade. And I, I thought it was such a big deal. And I was so excited. I forgot how we did this. I think the cheerleaders had to vote and then the football players had to vote. So it was such a long time ago, but I still remember how fun I had. We had this dance and oh my gosh, it's such a teeny bopper giddy moment that I got to experience being a cheerleader and all that kind of stuff. And then with the May Day, Lay Day festivities in Hawaii, running for homecoming queen in the sixth grade and not winning and kind of feeling bummed out about that. I not as bummed out as when I used to go to auditions in my early 20s and getting really devastated about that. That was different. But 
I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't win. <laughs> and my friend won and and I was I didn't even make the court. So I these just these faint memories, but still good memories of the yummy food and doing hula and learning how to play the ukulele. <laughs> In Hawaii, there was so much tradition and so much honoring of things that I really appreciated. And uh, I feel like a lot of times it's still lost. Although, again, I was reminded of this because of my friend's daughter and her doing her hula for her school for May Day and Lay Day. So they still have kept up that tradition. But it, it I was uh, taken back to this period of nostalgia with this lovely celebration that they do in Hawaii called May Day, Lay Day, also called Ho'olaulea. And I hope I get to experience it again, actually going back to Hawaii and as an adult, being able to experience that again. So I'll just have to time it right so I can participate and see all the cool things that are done now to continue the celebration of May Day or Lay Day. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Being a fan of the Karate Kid movies, I immediately noticed the billboards for Cobra Kai driving around in the LA area. And I thought, I have to watch this. I don't know when I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to watch it. So what prompted that along was recommendations from friends who have watched the movie. There's been a lot of talk, not movie, the series. There's been a lot of talk about how well this series is. And I thought, okay, I want to watch a little bit of it. I ended up watching all of it. (laughs) So I have watched all 10 episodes and anticipating the next season, which I'm thankful that they are going to bring another season on. I have such great memories of the Karate Kid movies because I was on Guam at the time when they came out. I was a teenager. It was summertime and my mom would take my two sisters and I to the movies a lot. And we watched this several times. I didn't get tired of it. I love the story of overcoming. I, as a giddy, silly teenager, like the love story between Ralph Macchio's character and Elizabeth Shue's character. So that was always funny, you know, looking back. and the lessons don't get old. And I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting to see how they weave in the old stories of the movie and then putting it into the the new series. And I loved it. I I really did. And it reminded me of seven things that I'm going to share right now. Seven reasons why I think you should watch Cobra Kai if you haven't. You might not be a fan of the Karate Kid movies, but there's great lessons if you look for them. And they're pretty obvious, I think. I, I really, really enjoyed this obviously so much so that I watched it all all at once, almost all at once. I kind of divided them up in in sections. I didn't sit the whole time and watch all 10. Anyway, so seven reasons why I think you should watch Cobra Kai. Number one is that it is a reminder that there is a reality of bullying and mean people in this world. And that is just the reality of it. Does that mean that you have to be one of those? No. Does it mean that you have to be subjected to these people and allow yourself to be bullied. And no, no, that's not it at all. There's a lot of bullying in this as it was in the movies too. And I love how they went back and forth with the new characters and the kids and then the memories of when Ralph Macchio's character got bullied and even uh, William Zabka's character getting bullied by his sensei. So if you've watched the movies, you know what I'm referring to. But um, 
It's just a reminder there there's a reality to be aware of more than anything else. And for the longest time, I was very Pollyanna-ish in terms of my attitude. Like I would pretend that these things didn't exist, even though they did and kind of shut them out. And and uh, I don't think that that's the healthiest thing either. I'm very much for positive mindset and looking at the positive in every situation. But I was never I never allowed myself to be really aware of it more of more just trying trying to be ignorant of it. And I think that can be kind of dangerous. So it's just another reminder to be aware that there is this reality of bullying and mean people, but there is also the reality of great people and compassionate and kind people, which is also evident in this series. Number two reason why you should watch Cobra Kai is because you need to pay attention to when you start feeling kind of antsy inside. And this was evident with Ralph Macchio's character feeling unsettled because he wanted to go back to practicing karate the way he learned it from Mr. Miyagi. And it was interesting because his wife noticed he was a little um, distant in the way that he was communicating. And uh, it was another reminder, again, it showed very much that we need to pay attention to when we're feeling kind of weird inside and not to judge that, but to acknowledge and be aware of it and try to figure out what it is that is making you feel unsettled and then do whatever you need to do to get that settled. So I I appreciated that. And I think that that is definitely a good reason to watch it because you'll see how he works through that. Number three, why you should watch Cobra Kai is that it is another example that you don't judge your future by your beginnings. Now, both of these characters, William Zopka's character and Ralph Macchio's character came from different backgrounds. And then in this series, it switched because Ralph Macchio's character came from very modest, humble backgrounds. And then he ends up having a very successful car dealership in this series. But William Zopka's character, he came from very privileged background when uh, this the old movie came out. And now in this series, it's the opposite. He has had some really tough times and is uh, living very meagerly and trying to build himself back up. So you just don't know, you don't want to judge your future by your beginnings. And, and, um, things can change so much, so much. But um, it also reminded me of the importance of this might actually be separate, but the importance of testimonials in your business, in your projects, in references for your resume, if you have one, because there was a part in the I don't want to give too much of this away. You just have to watch it. But there, there is uh, an example of a student for William Zopka's character as the as a sensei now, as the teacher of a student, which he didn't think he was going to be doing. And it only took one student, this one student that he mentored to be an example to bring all these new students into his dojo. So it's important to get that in your business and get that in your projects to have uh, to have good references of your work and of your products and your services because testimonials do validate what you are doing and what the the quality of your work. So that's kind of related. I just I was just picturing this because I I I'm seeing all these pictures of of the series. You just have to watch it and you'll know what I'm talking about. Number 4 you need to watch Cobra Kai because it shows you the importance of mentorship. Speaking of mentorship, I want to reference episode 17 that I did. You can go back. This is an old episode, but it talks about the traits of a good mentor. AnnetteBone.com forward slash 017. And I'll link it in the show notes as well. 
about the importance of mentorship and mentorship can be good. It can be bad. You have to decide for yourself what works for you at what time. Sometimes coaching or mentorship can be a little aggressive and some people like that. Sometimes people need a little more gentle touch. And you can see the difference in the types of coaching and mentorship with William Zabka's character as well as Ralph Macchio's character, two totally different approaches. And especially if you've watched the movies, you know it's very obvious where they come from, how they approach things, the style of the martial arts that they are doing and their mindset. So watch Cobra Kai because it shows you the importance of mentorship and the type of mentorship and the effects of that. Number five reason why you should watch Cobra Kai, you can choose to move beyond your past mistakes. That's your choice. And I love that it, that this series shows that. I love that it shows the kids making choices, the process of how they're coming to their choices. Now, are some of the choices good? No, not they're not ideal. But I love to, for me, I love to see the process. I love to see the context of how someone gets from point A to point B and the adjustments they have to make. So Number five, you can you can see how people choose to move beyond mistakes or move beyond perceived hindrances. So it's it's really an exciting thing to watch all that unfold in this series. Number six reason why you should watch Cobra Kai is because it is a great reminder that music is motivation. Oh my goodness, I, there's two songs that um that stand out in the soundtrack in the in the series, and it's a uh, head games by foreigner, which is more toward the beginning when William Zabka, Zabka is driving, and he's trying to figure things out. And then also when he was little, he puts his because he has his little cassette Walkman, oh my gosh, <laughs> why uh, Walkman with his headphones, and he's on his bike. And it's a scene from um, when he was growing up in his character was growing up in Encino in 1979. And it's the song Don't Hold Back by Boston. Oh, just, you know, the guitars and the drums. And oh, I just love it. Head Games by Foreigner and Don't Hold Back by Boston. Very motivational music. It was very well interspersed within the series. And uh, on a side note, too, I, I hope that you have a playlist that gets you going like that. I have a mindset playlist that I use before a performance. And there are four songs on it. No, there's three songs on it, plus uh, some affirmations at the end. And it's for the for the last two performances I did, it's helped me immensely. It's part of my whole pre performance process. So if you don't have a mindset playlist, I recommend that you put one together. It's very motivating. So again, number six, why you should watch Cobra Kai. It's a reminder that music is motivation. Number seven as to why you should watch Cobra Kai. It probes you to ask the question, does your content, whether it's a project, your online business, your choreography, does it draw people in and make them want more? The second season of Cobra Kai is already underway. People are requesting it because they want more. The content obviously is drawing tons of people in, drew me in so much so that I watched all of it already. It Usually with a series, if, if I'm interested in a show or something, most of the time I don't finish because I just, I, I just don't, I don't make the time to. Like, for instance, I loved the show Mindy. Oh my goodness. Cracking up all the time. I'm laughing about it all the time, but I haven't watched a lot of it. There, I, there's a number of seasons, but I, 
even as funny as that, but for this, I don't know, maybe it's because this was only 10 episodes. I don't know. But I was drawn in and I love the content and it drew me in and it, it engaged me and it makes me want more. And I'm looking forward to the second season. And so are all the people that are talking about it. So number seven as to why you should watch Cobra Kai, it's a reminder, again, to ask yourself the question, does your content draw people in and make them want more? And if not, what can you do? What kind of changes can you make? So that is the case of you want to draw your audience in. And this is this could be for performance. This could be for choreography. This could be for a project. It could be also for how you relate to people. Do you repel people or do you draw them in by what you say? And I'm not saying try to be another person or try to downplay or upplay something. I'm just saying to be yourself, but also what are some things that you can do differently that will benefit the other person that you're talking to, the client that you're trying to service, the content you're trying to create to draw more people in, stuff like that, you know. So as you can tell, I'm a huge fan of this series Cobra Kai and because of everything that it involves of the underdog, overcoming the music, memories of when I was a teenager, and I am looking forward to the next season. I would love to know your thoughts if you've watched it and or, or if you're planning to watch it, but I think that you will get something out of it. It means a lot to me that you took some time to listen to this podcast. I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.